Let Lita take you on a journey of faith, life, travel, and interior design. Take your life out of the status quo and into 2020. Status Life with Lita is brought to you by Status Home Design and by the law office of Derek M. Hayes at 404-777-HURT. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X. We are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio in the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. On every episode of Status Life with Lita, we take you on a journey of faith, life, travel, and interior design. We want to take your life out of the status quo and into 2020. My name is Derek Hayes, and it's my pleasure to introduce the star of the show, Miss Lita Brooks. Good afternoon, Lita. Hello, good afternoon. Great to see you as always. Thank you. Well, before we get begin today, a quick reminder that Status Life with Lita is brought to you by Status Home Design, your one-stop shop for all your home and gift needs, and by the law office of Derek M. Hayes. Injured in Georgia? Make the right call to the law office of Derek M. Hayes at 404-777-HURT. All right. Today's show is one of those fun ones. I'm looking forward to this because it, it's always interesting, but today the topic's fascinating to me. I know you've got a really fantastic show, like I said, but I'm not going to spoil the thunder. I want you to do it. So what's, today, what's today's show going to cover? Sure. All right. Today, we are going to talk about the secrets of style. And I had a few of my girlfriends ask, okay, what's the next show? You know, they hang on this and I really appreciate their support. And when I told them that, they went, oh my gosh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So I know this is going to be a good one. This is going to be uh, more of a teaching podcast, right? We are a lifestyle podcast overall. So sometimes we're talking about health, fitness, wellness, um, lots of great special guests. But today I am going to teach about style. Now, let me clarify. There is fashion style and there is home style. Today I want to cover your home. But it, it got me thinking, I want to bring on a fashion expert to really dis discuss fashion style because I love it, right? That'll be so fun. That'll be great. That's not me either. So don't think that I'm going to come in as a fashion expert. You're the host. Uh, yes, exactly. You're here to learn. Right, but you do. You dress phenomenal. I've always said that to you. For a guy, you've got great style. I do love clothes and I love fashion, but that's not where I'm an expert. Where I am an expert is your home. So we will cover clothing, styling in a future episode. Well, I know you got a lot to cover today, so let's jump right in on the, the first topic and and as I said, this is definitely not my expertise. I don't think that, that fashion either way, uh, either clothes or your home is, is my expertise, but I have no idea to where to begin. So I'll let you start. Where do we begin? Okay. We are going to start with a great quote from an expert on style, Miss Rachel Zoe. Style is a way to say who you are without having to speak. I love this quote. I have this quote in my office. And it's going to encompass everything we're going to talk about today. The first thing you need to do, to do uh, we're going to do a little exercise to determine your personal style. I'm going to call out a series of keywords and you pick three that you think are your style. All right. We have to begin to narrow down your style. So I'm the guinea pig. I get to do this, right? Everybody. Oh, everybody okay. listening. Right. Well, yes. right. I've got my yes. pen and paper. So should I write these down? Listen, hun. Your <laughs> style is unimportant. Okay, I choose your style. Well, yes, no. I know that, but I'm, <laughs> I'm well kidding. aware of that. Our producer, Mike, just went, whoa. Yeah. No, I, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no, seriously, if you're able to write down uh, while listening, then yes, jot down the keywords that resonate with you. 
we are going to start narrowing down your style. If you can't write, then you can go back and listen to this podcast and try to grab the three words, uh, try to grab three words in your head while I call them out. Okay. All right, here we go. Here's my list. Minimalist, modern, glamorous, antiques, heirlooms, edgy, art deco, bohemian, coastal or nautical, contemporary, farmhouse, modern farmhouse, French country, industrial, mid-century modern, shabby chic, eclectic, traditional, transitional, feminine, masculine, trendy. Okay, that's a long list. Longer yeah. than I thought. Well, the keywords. Okay, so the some of them are very descriptive to a style and some of them are specific to I mean, I could throw out florals or, you know, other things. But I think that list really encompasses three solid words that if you pick three of those, we could really start honing in on your style. I will put this list on my website, Status Life with Lita. So if you're driving or exercising while listening and you want to go back through the exercise, all the keywords will be up. All right, Derek, okay, give, me your, <laughs> give me your three words. Okay, I, I listened to the entire list, but my difficulty is I can give you my three main ones. I would say masculine, industrial, and traditional. Yeah. But I also have a struggle because I think there are a few others that I would also consider antiques, uh, coastal and nautical because I grew up in the panhandle of Florida and spent a lot of time on the beach. And then also eclectic because I got a lot of different stuff that can go together. Right. OK. Eclectic. So you you gave me top three masculine, and then you gave me six. Right. Masculine, okay. industrial, traditional or top three. Uh, uh. That's the problem. OK. OK. So. Oh, you're my best client and my worst, right? But this is the, okay. So it, for everyone listening, this is, this is not scripted. So I, I, you're hearing this and I'm going to give you the answer to this, right? What I mean by this is you can't have six. If, if I'm going to teach you the secret, right? The, we're teaching you how to hone in on your style, how to make your home a direct reflection of you. And that is what most of us want. We spend the money on these beautiful homes. Maybe you're just renting, but you still want it to look like you. Give me top three. Yes, you grew up in the panhandle. Yes, you're coastal modern, but uh, coastal nautical. But just because you like that does not mean that that style is going to fit in a very big traditional Georgian home in the suburbs of Atlanta. Not on the beach. Correct. Now, you, we can throw in a picture. We can throw in a small element, but that does not need to be one of the main styles. Okay. All right. Go back to your top three. Masculine, industrial, and traditional. That's what I wrote. Okay. Yes. Now, knowing you as well as I do... I would say that hits the nail on the head. We've spent enough time at the America's Mart in Atlanta. We've also gone to High Point together. You know, you and I as a couple, we go picking in antique stores. So, yes, I can say, okay, those three, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. Those are exactly your keywords. Okay, now, ladies, let me pause. I made the joke with Derek that we control the style of the home. And, yes, in many regards, that's true. But I think you should do this exercise with your spouse partner or roommate, whomever you live with. Derek and I, we are going to live together soon, and I think it's important for his style to be incorporated throughout the home. If you and your spouse are completely opposite, then this can pose a challenge in and of itself. 
Well, since you brought that up, I know you had a challenge recently with a husband and wife. Uh, can you tell that story? Because I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> interesting is the word I chose, but yes, <laughs> it was a fabulous project. We just wrapped it up and it was an enclosed sunroom and it doesn't seem like a challenging project, but it was, this was taking a covered porch. It was three stories in the air, a lot of decking, a lot of exterior work. Um, windows had to be ordered, uh, furniture. I mean, we, we put a lot of time and a lot of effort into this. So don't just think I came in to decorate a sunroom. This was way more of an interior design job. And the wife was the point of contact. So throughout this entire project, we worked on this for almost a year. I never spoke with the husband. We would wave in the driveway as I was coming and going, that kind of thing. But I never had his design style. I never had his ideas. Well, it comes to the final day of install. We did this in many phases. The furniture had finally arrived. We go to install she's kind of coming in and out some want you to to they'll stay away and they just want to see the big reveal the unveiling. she had been there and, and it was taking a while we had some electrical to do and things so this finally over she comes out she loves it tears in her eyes we're hugging i think i have just again i keep saying hit the nail on the head but you know as a designer when you've done it it mm -hmm. looked beautiful Ta-da, I could not wait for her husband to come home and see this, right? It's just that moment as a designer. It's the best, it's the best part of our job. Okay. She texts me about 36 hours later, and they're now returning 50% of the home decor that I had brought because he didn't like it. <laughs> he, I thought we were doing a little more, not rustic, but I thought we were maybe going a little more farmhouse. I had brought more rustic touches in the room, which mm -hmm. is back in the way beginning when we were picking things, this is what we had picked. That was not what he wanted. He wanted more clean lines. He wanted more modern. I had brought in a rustic wooden planner and she sends me back these white modern mid-century, I mean, completely polar opposite to what I had picked. So mm -hmm. not being on the same page with both spouses, there you go, right? You can have one way and you want to decorate and you want to spend your money and your spouse wants something totally different. And I can see how that would be a dilemma. Yes, it can happen. Yeah, so, he could walk in, as you said, and look at it and go, eh, I'm not really pleased with this. But for her, it was wonderful. Absolutely so perfect. do the exercise together. Be that on the sense. same page, right? Two people are going to live in the home. Now, if your husband gives you free reign, if he's, I don't care, I don't care, I trust you, make it look beautiful, then then go. Then it is your three keywords that we begin to build from. But if your husband wants to be a part of it, he enjoys shopping, this is something that you do together, you have to know what his three keywords are. Yeah, that makes sense. That okay. makes perfect sense. So I guess you could say the first secret, quote unquote secret, if you look at it that way, is to figure out a specific style and then take into the account the style with your partner and then pull all that together. You so got it. The styles work. They mesh. You got it. Now, this can be the hardest part. It's why I've had a very lucrative career as an interior mm -hmm. designer. Some people can't even get to their three key words. You just gave me six yeah. and you're looking at me <laughs> I know, like, I know. Oh, I, you know, yeah, I have six key words and how do we incorporate all of them? You have to take top three. It has to be focused. It has to be intentional. And I'm going to say that a lot. Okay. All right. Let's get specific. So this can seem really daunting. We have our three words. Where do you want to start? Right. 
I always say start in the foyer. The foyer is the first impression of a home. It's like looking at someone and a female and whether they have makeup on or not, right? It's okay. going to be the way that you see them. Um, the door so, opens. It's the initial impression. It's the initial impression. So you want to make a strong impact. One of the best ways to do this is to use art and furniture and pick really statement pieces for the foyer. This is not necessarily where you want to put an heirloom piece. Okay, stop. Time out. Okay. What is an heirloom piece? Define that. Okay. So an heirloom piece is a piece you've collected through the years that was probably an heirloom to you, and you probably don't have the heart to part with it. Okay? Now, there's always exceptions to this rule. I understand that. You may have absolutely exquisite heirlooms, maybe some antiques, maybe some, and sure. that is fine. You make that the focal point. But I'm talking about the pieces, maybe your mother has handed it down. Maybe you picked it up in college, and, or I don't, I don't know. Maybe um, someone passed away, and mm -hmm. you had to go through an estate with your siblings, and you have these pieces that you feel very attached to, but you've got to learn how to edit those pieces. You have to look at them and say, okay, did they fit in grandma's home or do they fit in my home? And does it really need to be in the foyer or the main living areas of a home? Um, I'm gonna do another quick example because okay. right now I am about to wrap up a project. I'm doing a large modern farmhouse, very specific to the modern. Um, so in the foyer, uh, knowing about that style, we put, there was room, so we built barn doors. We put an orb light, which can be very modern farmhouse. A true farmhouse would be more of a lantern style, but we went with mm -hmm. the orb uh, for the geometric shape. We put black iron on the orb to match the barn door hardware, right? Very statement, but very intentional, very thought right. out, right? right? We picked the stain for the barn doors that's going to match some of the beams, that we put in the kitchen area. Okay. Also on the exterior, what we did the columns um, on the covered porch, all the stain matches throughout the home. Uh, we There's a long, we've got room for a five foot foyer table. So instead of doing just any old table or what they had in their previous house, we picked a modern, it's got black modern wrought iron legs, again, mm -hmm. matching the orb light, matching the barn door hardware, and it's got a live edge on the top. So it's a beautiful piece of wood. So you've got that rustic farmhouse touch, you've got the modern on the legs, um, all of it had true intention and this house is almost finished. So I'll have photos soon. This is going to be a fantastic first impression of their brand new home. That's amazing. I mean, really, I didn't think about things like that. And here we go. I'm learning every time we do this podcast. Focus on the details. Yeah. And right? those are minor details, but in the grand scheme of things, when you do all these together, it ties in extremely well. Mm -hmm. And what you described sounds perfect. I want to see the photos when it's done. Yes, but pretty soon. So pretty before soon. we move to the living room and other areas of the house, are there any other style secrets specific to the foyer to make a big first impression? Yes. Yes, there okay. is. Okay. Don't forget about the five senses. So smell is very important. And I don't mean that you're going to walk in and smell something bad. Obviously, you want to nip that in the bud, right? You don't want right, the litter right. boxes anywhere <laughs> exactly. near the front door. Yeah. Or the okay? kids' sports tennis shoes, those guys. Sure, you <laughs> don't necessarily, I call it your mudroom piece. You, right. you really want that somewhere near the garage. Okay, so that should go without saying, but you wouldn't believe how many people don't <laughs> adhere to that. Smell is very important. So hide a plug-in. 
somewhere. I mean, yes, we use candles here and there, but if you have little children, you don't want the open right, flame. Right. So take a plug in, hide your favorite scent. So immediately when you walk in, your guests will be overwhelmed with your beautiful decor and a fantastic scent. Little tip, make sure to keep the same scent throughout the home. There is nothing worse than competing scents, okay? That overpowers. So you can do a scent and you can do a scent wrong. I the think I'm guilty of that. Yes, I am, my lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you have a lemon fresh family room. Oh, and now we've got the laundry smell in in the the uh, laundry room. Okay, you guys. So one of the first times I was at Derek's house, we were watching a movie. He has a theater room downstairs, and it was so overpowering. I had to ask him to unplug all the plugins because it was too much. Too okay, much. Okay, they were competing sets. I didn't know that it was. I hope you're learning a lot. Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, I've got my notepad and pen as we speak. I know. That's right. Perfect. Okay, I also love when I walk in a home, especially when I'm working in a home or I'm having lunch with someone and they've got music playing throughout. Just that little extra touch. Again, you're using the senses. You're using sound. You're using smell. And, of course, you're using sight. Um, now, taste. People love a good candy dish, right? And yes. now we do have Corona, so you're not going to have the M&Ms out, but get some, get something <laughs> wrapped, get right, some peppermint, right. such an easy touch. Grab it at the Dollar Tree, grab it at the grocery. Everyone is going to grab a piece of candy. They're going to remember the experience of walking into your home. And when you say that, it reminds me of walking into a restaurant and they have a little mint tray or a business office and a mint tray. But also, too, when you go to look at homes, when you're home shopping. Many of the homes that are for sale, the realtors will put out a little dish with candy. Yeah, that's a great real estate in. trick because they know it's warming. And, and, of course, a realtor is trained to do all these things, right? Sure. Sight, smell, taste, touch. Right, they, right. they know these things. They go through extensive training. But most people don't, if you're not a realtor, this is what we're doing today. These are the secrets to have that home show ready all the time. Little things to make your home more warm and more inviting. Exactly. And, and pleasant to be there. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So are we done with the foyer? We're yes. ready to move to the living room? Sure. Let's go sure. to the living room. All right. So the living room, this is going to depend on your home. Do you have one living room for the house so it's one it's like a family room living room combo or do you have a formal living room with a family room we have rooms here in the south called keeping rooms um which is the smaller room off of the kitchen yeah i like to say that's where the moms can keep an eye on the kids right <laughs> yeah, exactly. while they need to right, be in the right. kitchen right that's the keeping room and mm -hmm. that's going to be a little more casual so there's a lot of different ways that we could talk about the living room um we could talk about a formal living room but that's going to have a completely different feel than the family room so if you have a living room family room combo you only have one mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot more comfortable and cozy because that's going to be the focal point for your family it's going to feel more lived in if you've got that formal living room that's going to be a little bit more for guests i think back in the days that used to be the parlor yeah, right the parlor, you would right, accept right. people in the parlor then that turned into the formal living room mm -hmm. um so i'm just going to give some general tips because there's so many different variations i can't hit on everything we would be here for an hour which is not my intention okay sure. so <laughs> let's talk about seating all right whether you have the formal living room or you have the family room living room combo count your seats how big is your family? How big is your extended family? How many seats do you need in that room? That is very important. It cannot be about just the decorating of the room. You need, this is about function. So mm. 
how many seats do you need to add? Okay, let's say there's four people in your family, but you've got eight people as your extended family, and they live close, so they're always over. So you, a couch and two chairs wouldn't work for that. Wouldn't work. Right. But you might have a bench against the window sure. that whenever everybody shows up, within two seconds, that bench can be pulled in. You can have accent chairs. Mm -hmm. You can have, if you have kids, you can put poofs. These are something yeah, we right, start, right? right? Those big, they're not... They're much prettier than a beanbag chair. You're not going to have beanbag mm, chairs in your formal living room. And if you do, you need to listen to all my podcasts because we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, we've seen um, if you've got a fireplace, you put the smaller benches in front of the fireplace. That can all be drawn forward. So these are, are things that you need to think about. Uh, again, stools, accent chairs, etc. cetera. Um, now, do you have a sectional or do you have a sofa love seat? combo put a sectional in the basement do not put a sectional in the living room and okay. I'm sorry if you're coming out of college and you have a big section that's fine we understand but I'm talking about how to stage this forever okay so I don't mm -hmm. know you know what the age is listening but sectionals they are not formal so if you have guests over they do not want to sit on a sectional sectionals make people very uncomfortable i can see that okay I, I and it's you something right. you don't think about if you entertain let's say all your kids are gone and you and your husband love a sectional but you entertain a lot mm -hmm. people do not want to sit knee to knee they do right, not right they because the angle right. of the sectional. yes and the room may work perfect for a sectional nope get two sofas or a sofa love seat so combo. you can face each other or you can right. face each other but you have to have that separation sure again when if it's just the keeping room or the the family room, the cozier areas, put the sectionals in there where it's just going to be you and your family kind of all cozied up on it. That's great. If we're talking about a formal living room, uh-uh. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to talk you out of it. Yeah, all and that all long. makes sense. All right. Well, what else can we talk about as far as the living room is concerned? Are there any other tips besides the sectional and, and sofa, that kind of thing? Bookcases. Okay. You're 99% of the time, you're always going to see bookcases in the living room, formal or casual. Yeah, I've got right? them in mind. Yes. Okay. Many times built in, that kind of thing, right? Be careful. You do not want the bookcases overdone. You do not want to just take everything you have and shove it in the bookcase. Even the books. You got to be even careful with your you books. You taught me that one. I came in and <laughs> yes. immediately packed some boxes. Yes. Right? I had a lot of stuff on my bookcases. We had to subtract a lot. Yes, we did. And some people do. That's why I want you to watch this with the editing eye. Go back to your keywords, okay? If one of your keywords is minimalist and you've got jam-packed bookcases because you love books like I do, sorry, you may have to get a built-in piece or an armoire somewhere where you can close the doors and keep that. Um, always decorate in threes. I've said that many, many times. Yes. So one shelf, let's say it's maybe two and a half, three feet wide, you can fit three pieces, so that shelf is done, okay? Let's say you have a sculpture, a small plant, and a couple of books kind of shoved in one corner. One, two, three, done. Mm -hmm. um, so watch the picture frames. This is huge. We all have families. We all love our families. We all have formal, you know, professional pictures made these days. It's the trendy thing to do. Be careful, okay? You've got to very strategically place your photos or it's going to get overdone, it's going to get cluttered, it's going to get eclectic right away. So you got to be real careful. I have had plenty of clients where I go in, Derek included, <laughs> and I clean some of their pictures off and I'll say, listen, if you want, these are the frames that can stay. 
you want to swap out the pictures, you do that after I leave. I don't know what if you want a picture of grandma and grandpa or a picture of your kid. I don't. That's irrelevant, the content of the picture. I'm worried about the frames, the size, the proportion. And I'm telling you, I'll come back in and they've added them all back up. They just can't stand it. Yeah, and I'll I'm take guilty. them all back down. Yes. Yes, yes I'm guilty of that. I yes. know you but love I'm glad your family. To know that, I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one that does that. No, though. no. I just saw some pictures of a client's house that I had done. She, we're going into phase three of her home. She does about a phase a year. Uh-huh. And I went, oh my God, I'm going to have to go back <laughs> in there and edit and erase. And I love her dearly. And she loves pictures like so many right, of us right. do. All right, so let's stay in the living room for a minute. Okay. Most living rooms have fireplaces. So mm-hmm. give me some tips or some, some pointers about a fireplace, for example. It's vocal. Focal point of the room is always the fireplace. So use it. P- go find some beautiful decor, just like in the foyer. Try to tie all that together. Um, if you've got some other areas that aren't as focal, let's say you've got a console table or a, a you know maybe a, a standing bookshelf in the corner. I mean, yes, I'm going to tell you, you know, keep on trend, keep with your keywords, make sure it all is very cohesive, but definitely focus on the fireplace. Okay. The, the holidays are huge. Oh yeah. For fireplaces. Yes, okay. Absolutely. The mantles in the fall, use your pumpkins, your acorns, your pine cones, all that great stuff. And then Christmas. I mean, I could do a whole show on, I probably will on holiday decorating. All right. Well, let me ask you another question. This is kind of a personal thing. I have a lot of collections, sports collections, sports memorabilia, autographed items, helmets, footballs, those kind of things, but also things like, uh, they're called bosun heads. They're decorative heads. They were started in 1967. I looked it up and they made them through 1996. I think it was very decorative, ornate, uh, sculptures basically. Um, so what do I do with things like that? Have these been hidden from me? Yes, they have. Why no, I well, not the sports memorabilia. No, hasn't. Lord, no, that not sports that, memorabilia. Has the heads. Not. I also have some model train things that were my grandfather's. Ooh, that I are, love model trains. Yeah, very collectible items. Okay, but what would where would those go at home? Well, it depends on the collection. Of course, we love collections. Everybody's got something, right? There's probably talk to. 100 people 99 of those people collect something where do you put your collections this is definitely something that we deal with in the interior design world and I the answer is it really depends on the collection I like adding collections to bookcases offices are always a perfect spot for a collection um, you know, you what your first keyword was masculine, yeah. and so if you if there was the house warranted, there was enough room for you to have your own office. Yes, we would make it look fantastic and do a real masculine home office for you. Of course, basements, bars. It really depends on the collection. Mm-hmm. Um, a collection of bosun heads. Uh, I would almost get a bookcase or maybe even a glassed-in bookcase. Um, the dust on those things can be sort yeah. of irritating, oh, yeah. yes. but I've seen collections of all sorts. I've seen collections that need to go on the wall, whether it's an art collection or it, where I was just talking about subtracting your photos. Uh, what about doing a collage wall or a gallery wall? Mm-hmm. Um, those need to be done well. Again, could be a whole sure, other topic sure. for another show, but gallery walls that are done well, oh, they can be exquisite. It, 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 that becomes the focal point of the home. Mm-hmm. And again, all that makes sense. And and I know we've done a three-part style series in the past on prior podcasts. Mm-hmm. I would encourage everyone to go back and listen to those. Yes. And you can learn more about styles specific to some of the things you talked about today and identifying what your specific style may be. So let's all sum all this up, though. But 
anything else you want to point well, out? Well, no, that was a really good point. I was going to interject and just say you're right about that. So some of these terms, my keywords that I right at the top of the show that we were going through, we did a three-part series, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, go back and really try to learn the characteristics of each style, so you know how to you know how to do your quiz. And I'll say this because I was part of those prior podcasts and heard the definition of these terms. That's how I was able to pick the three that that uh, described me. Because honestly, I wouldn't have known the definition of some of those things had I not listened to those prior podcasts. Yeah. So it's I beneficial. Got, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. This is, we are a teaching podcast. I'm yes. here, right? Everybody's going to learn something every time you tune in. Um, one thing just popped in my head that I don't want to jump over because this is really important. Antiques. When you ask me about collections, and I know this because my parents are antique collectors. They have been their entire life, right? They used to own an antique store when I was a child. Um, I'm I'm going to, I, I collect antiques anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've you know I've got the 1920s buffet oh, in my dining room. I've got some well. fabulous pieces. Um, yeah, I've got the the bench that the kids eat on yes. probably needs to be rehabbed because they're destroying it. Okay, <laughs> where so if you have a collection of antiques but yet it doesn't really fit in your home, how do we work that in as as not a small collection but a, a truly a big collection? So this is where it can be a challenge. You may want to reach out for help from a design professional on this. Um, If one of your words was modern and yet you've got, I don't know, five big antique pieces to to fit in. Yes, I can see why you're scratching your head. You don't want to sell them. They are truly heirloom pieces. We're going to have some work to do. I would say instead of modern, I would really hope that one of your key words was going to be transitional a transitional style I can work antiques in much much better and yet have a little bit of a cleaner line transitional is not traditional transitional is modern and traditional blended together so we may have to tweak your styles based on what you are truly stuck with but that's the collection part right right and that's something I know that you're talented enough to take care of very easily I love I've it, but that's that's also the design challenge. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. All right, so let's kind of sum up today in a, in a kind of big way. Okay. So let's go back to the start. Start okay. of today's show and, and sum it up for us. I like using the keywords and defining your style. If you really want to make your home a reflection of you, it doesn't have to be the way that you dress. I know plenty of people, they may dress sporty or they may dress trendy, and yet their home is completely different. Your, it, your home has a different feel. So... So don't think about this in the fashion sense, okay? Everything you do is going to stem from those keywords. Take a hard look at the furniture and the decor that you've collected through the years. If you don't love it, bye-bye. It's got to be. It's got to be, all right? You got to edit. You got to have the eye to do this. If you don't, call me. Send me some pictures. Call somebody, right? Call a design professional. They will help you. Next, and this is very important, get a color scheme. Now, I can understand why that would be one of the most important elements, color. Yes, it needs to flow throughout the home, all right? There's something in the design world that we have, 60, 30, 10 rule. Okay, that leads, leads to the next question. What exactly is the 60, 30, 10 rule? All right, I'll explain this real quick, okay? 60% of the color should be your dominant color, the largest spans of color in the home, walls, large rugs, possibly your sofas. is going to be your secondary color, your drapes, accent chairs, linens, something like that, that makes up 30% of the next color. 10% is going to be the accent color. Throw pillows, art, 
candles, things that can be changed out. You can change that 10%. You're going to be a little more stuck with the 60 and the 30 unless you do a whole overhaul. What you want this, the 60, 30, 10, it gives balance and proportion. And that is what you need. You fine tune your keywords. You know what your style is going to be. Then you set your color scheme. And that all makes perfect sense. Yes. Uh, perfect sense. All right. So what's next? All right, so you've defined your style and you've decided on your colors. Next, you start arranging the furniture and the decor to make it flow and look cohesive. All right, you do not have to buy all new right away, but please buy with intention. Get a folder, get a binder. If you do everything digital, find something on Pinterest, right? Make a make a little, what do they call it, a board. <laughs> yes. Um, Plan where your pieces are going to go and buy when you can. So as long as you have a plan, it's all going to start coming together. Redo some pieces, all right? Mm -hmm. If you've got some of these heirloom pieces, and uh, that's a huge trend right now. Is redo the same as repurpose? Sure. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Redo, repurpose. Repurpose gives it another purpose. So I it's gotcha. like taking a dresser and turning it into an entertainment center. Sure. But you're going to repaint it. You're going to pull drawers out and make baskets. Yes. Um, so along the same lines, okay, redoing can just mean repainting, but gotcha. you get it. All right, pay attention to the sight lines from room to room. If you're in one room and another room is visible, what do you see? Do you have really tall chairs or something that's blocking the line of sight? That's not cohesive. How does it blend? If it doesn't, you've got to make some changes. And lastly on this, pay attention to the scale. If you're more casual, um, Think about not having everything so matchy-matchy, all right? If okay. you're a little more formal, you're going to want those clean lines. You're probably going to want the, the tables and the furniture to match. But, if again, if you're more casual, maybe you're more traditional, transitional, do something fun, right? You can play with this a little bit. Your room does not need to look like you picked it off a showroom floor. You can take risks. Be careful, though. I say that with a word to the wise. In my <laughs> opinion, risks should be in the accessories. Um, you know, watch where you're going to spend money on the high dollar items, the high ticket items. I don't like a big out of nowhere color risk. It, it, you can try it, but chances are it's not going to last. If you're a risky person, go. If your style is art deco, modern, eclectic, by all means, we're going big and we're going bold. But chances are... You're a little more toned down, uh, make everything a little more cohesive, but your style, okay? Your style. It doesn't have to be trendy. It's what you like. That's what's going to show. Think balance, think flow, think cohesive. I say this to you every single time. This is all fantastic advice. I've said that about every podcast, and I can say that about this one for sure. And as always, every time we come here, I learn a lot. Thank you. I love this. I love it's an teaching. Education. I it really love is. it. It's just this is what I'm so passionate about. I love it. Have fun. Decorating and design is not serious. I see hundreds of people each week inside Status, my store, and so many are stressed out trying to buy for their homes. Some of the men are just as stressed out as the women. I to help this poor guy yesterday I just want to give him a hug but we can't because of <laughs> corona I mean I get the money part you don't want to spend the money if it's not going to work but if you keep reminding yourself of your keywords maybe write them down put them in your wallet everybody men and women and remind yourself of how you want the style of your home to look when you're buying you'll buy what you like and that will naturally enhance your home again all makes perfect sense every bit of that 
And I hate to do it, but we have to wrap up today's show. But I have a feeling there's a lot more on the topic. Yes. A lot more you can talk about, and I'm sure you will talk about moving forward. I mean, we're just getting started. We didn't even touch on kitchens, bedrooms, basement, office, man caves. I'm sorry, Um, what was that last one? Yes. Man (laughs) caves, where I can take all the stuff that I boxed up from your home and put it somewhere. All right, there's outdoor spaces. Those are really trendy right now. I mean, I, I could teach for hours, and that's... That's the beauty of this. I get to, right? Yes. Yes. All right. Here's another quote. I want to leave everyone uh, with another quote to ponder. You've got all this information on developing the style of your home. Beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself. And that is from Coco Chanel, the master of fashion and beauty herself. And I love this because no space is more sacred to us than our homes. The beauty and feel of the home is all you. I don't recommend following trends unless you're a trendsetter. And then do it. Take a hard look at what you love and be yourself. Your home should be a direct reflection of this. Think about your family too. I mean, if one of your children rides horses, then that should be a big influence in your home. What does your spouse like? We talked a lot about this in the show. Develop the style around your home and around your family. That's all wonderful advice to wrap up every bit of that. Thank you. All right. So how can they find you? Let's talk about that. I am all over social media. I got lots of accounts. Everything starts with status. Okay. So me, the blog, the podcast, we are Status Life with Lita, the website, um, Instagram. Just use that, Status Life with Lita. You can Google it. You'll find everything. Uh, Status Home Design is my retail store located outside of Atlanta. And I've got 12,000 square feet, furniture, vendors, all kinds of fun stuff happening. We are open. We are bursting. We, we've, it's been phenomenal since the COVID shutdown. We're just as busy as we can be. I also have an e-commerce store, The Status Market. I do live sales every Wednesday night at 8.30 featuring about 5 to 10 items of new merchandise. We sell out every week. So tune in. That is The Status Market, and that's on Facebook. And that's the web, that's the handle for the status market, thestatusmarket.com. But if you go to, I know I'm saying a lot, but it's all status, statushomedesign.com, you can find it all. That Everything's is, that's that the umbrella. main site, the blog, um, the podcast, everything is there on status home design. And for those of you that don't know, I am the cameraman for the status live, <laughs> status market live uh, shows. I feel like you should just be on camera i need a co-host well i I can't i'm I'm fast but i'm not fast enough to press the button and run around and stand in front of the camera at the same time and you you do great i I mean you really do great i know my co-host is getting married right now so i'm doing it solo for a few it's fine it's fine we sell more it sells out so people love it right the the cool thing is the cameraman is i can watch and (laughs) see the number of people that have tuned in yeah and it's amazing because every week we do this, the numbers continue to grow. Absolutely. There are a lot of people well, that, that log in and watch the show. So that's all things. I should probably just, instead of saying that whole spiel, I should just say, find status home design. You'll find <laughs> yeah. it all. I'm going to say just that click next away. week. Click, click away. away. Status home design. Yeah, that Absolutely. works. Absolutely. All right. So thank you so much for joining us today on Status Life with Lita, presented by Status Home Design and the law office of Derek M. Hayes. Don't forget you can enjoy any of our podcasts anytime by visiting businessradiox.com selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking on Status Life with Lita. This program is also available on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, for Lita Brooks, I'm Derek Hayes, and you've been listening to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X. 